Welcome to the Free Flow Football Podcast. On this week's episode, Nick and I dive deep into the Champions League games from the midweek and discuss the crazy Spurs City and Juve Ajax matches. We also might have gone in a little bit too harsh on Manchester United, discussing their downfall and their flaws in this squad. Have a listen. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Free Flow Football Podcast. I'm Ahith Gamaj, and we are back for our first episode in quite a while, but we are here to cover the Champions League from the midweek. Man City and Spurs, Juve Ajax, Barca United, and Liverpool versus Porto. A couple of upsets, a couple of results we expected, but overall a good week, Nick. Yeah, I thought it was uh, actually a pretty great week for um, entertainment-wise, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got some great goals, and mm-hmm. you got some wild games. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to add Man City versus Spurs 4-3. Is that the, the game of the year right now? As in, like, entertainment-wise, just, like, what is going on? I can't even believe what I'm seeing type of feeling. Yeah, I mean, in the Champions League itself, uh, up till now, I feel like it was that Real Madrid-Ajax game Mm -hmm. last round. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think this takes the cake easily, especially that first 20 or so minutes where they both scored twice each. It was just... Pandemonium. Yeah, and and the end just topped all that off. I mean, we got to cover this one first since it was the talking point of the entire week, as you said. 4-3 4-3 City, like you said. But Spurs win on away goals, 4-4. They won at, at home, 1-0. And then they did lose this game, but they still managed to score three away goals, and, you know, that sort of won them the tie. I mean, Hungman Son was a standout player for Spurs, but City did score four times, and they played really well. But, you know, they had to get that final goal to advance, and they thought they got it. They didn't get it. We'll talk about that later and the Llorente goal, which was a little bit questionable. But I think the big talking point is Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Because everyone is expecting him to win the Champions League for the past, like, six years, not even this year alone. With Bayern and City. Exactly. But, you know, he he sort of – I mean, with Bayern, he stumbled at the semifinal stage. In all three years, he was there. Mm -hmm. And then City, in his first year, lost in the round of 16 to Monaco. And then last year, lost in the quarterfinal to Liverpool. And this year, the quarterfinal to Spurs. And, you know – He's widely considered the best coach in the world. You know, a lot of people would agree. I'm sure if you asked about 10 people that watch football, mm-hmm. who's the best coach in the world, probably mm-hmm. seven or eight of them would say Pep Guardiola. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he hasn't been... I mean, forget about winning the trophy. He hasn't even been to a final since he left Barcelona. Yeah. And that was in 2011 when they beat Manchester United in the final. And now people are talking, you know, does this guy... You know, is he a good coach without Messi, blah, blah, blah. I mean, obviously he's a great coach, but is he the best coach in the world? Um, are you talking about as in like of all time or right no, now? Right now, yeah. right now. Who are the other candidates that we can compare him to? Okay, Jose Mourinho has already been sacked in December, yeah. so he's gone. Um, Jurgen Klopp hasn't won a trophy yeah. in how long? Six years? Yeah, five since, years since yeah. uh, I think he won a Bundesliga in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, like sticking with the Premier League. Sari isn't up to standards. Yeah. Emery isn't up to standards. Yeah. Obviously, Solskjaer can't be up to standards. Mm-hmm. If we go to the Bundesliga, both yeah. the coaches <laughs> for Dortmund and Bayern, yeah, no. no. Um, if we go to La Liga, Zidane yeah. has proven himself. Yeah. But I think it, it. You obviously have to give him time now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Valverde, I've always thought as a top top manager. I feel like he's a bit underrated. Hey, Valverde, he's very no, underrated. Nobody talks about him amongst like the peps. No. And, and I think uh, people don't rate him as much because he seems to be able to get Barcelona to defend a little bit better yeah. than they normally do. Mm-hmm. Like as in being a defensive shape, it might not be um, as as great a defensive masterclass as people would expect or as um, a team th- that quality could mm-hmm. do, but I think he's a great manager. Mm-hmm. Simeone has has choked in the biggest stages lately, yeah. <laughs> so it definitely can't be him, although he's a great coach nonetheless. In Italy, Allegri is just like yeah. Simeone. They've choked on the biggest stages. Yeah. Um, he stat pads that league in terms of Serie A mm-hmm. titles and Coppa Italia's, but yeah. I mean, we don't rate that compared to the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't really think Ancelotti can put up, no. can be put up there. And then Ligue 1, Thomas Tuchel, no. no. So I think <laughs> I, I think out of just thinking about it, Pep probably is the best coach. Yeah. But you got to remember where he goes. He yeah. goes. He went from Barcelona with Messi, and Messi had the greatest couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Like he had what was it a ninety-seven like yeah, all competition goal, yeah. goal year in mm-hmm. twenty ten. I think 2012, yeah. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Now, that definitely has something to do with Pep. Yeah. It can't can't be understated that it's obviously not just all messy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ronaldo just showed that you can't just win by yourself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think right now Pep probably is the, the best coach, but he always has investors to invest in the players that he wants. Mm-hmm. He usually gets his players. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So I think by default, yes. Yeah. All time is definitely a different discussion. Yeah. Um. I feel like a lot of people do consider him among the best coaches of all time. Yes. Maybe not. I think the best, I agree with that too. But yeah, I mean, with the the style of play he brings and what he's done with these clubs, especially I think with his league league successes, I mm-hmm. think that that really puts him over the edge in terms of some of the best ever. But I mean, his Champions League failures are you know, becoming widely known now. And uh, this city team looked ready to do it last year. Even they they looked good enough to do it. I mean, hundred points in the Premier League is something that nobody's done before, and he did it with them last year. But they couldn't get past Liverpool. And he like you know last year Liverpool were a great team, and this year you know Spurs are not as good as you know maybe many would have expected them to be. Mm-hmm. I mean they're still they're still not cemented to be a top four. They've lost a lot of games this year. I believe they've lost eight or nine Premier League games. Um, and yeah, I mean they're not a, a great team. Not they're not a team that you would have expected to be winning the Champions League. But now Spurs actually have a good chance to do that. You know they're they're going to be facing Ajax next round, and you know if if you know you you put aside what Ajax have done the last couple of rounds, and you look at these t- two teams side by side, you have to say Spurs are the better team. Right? Yeah, paper wise. Yeah, with players. Exactly. So I mean there there's it's not like Ajax are going to slay every single dragon that comes their way. And Spurs are going to be thinking that, so I would say they have a good chance to get to the final. And I think a lot of that has to come down to Maurizio Pochettino, who many still criticize. Oh, he hasn't won FA Cups. He hasn't won <laughs> Carabao Cup, so he can't be a good manager. I mean, he's just just yeah. say it, no, say it no. at who who they really should be at. Okay, Arsenal fans, uh, this guy is taking this team Ooh. with no money spent, and he's going to make a Champions League final most likely. And possibly, it, uh, yeah, okay, possibly. 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 It, it doesn't matter if he has won the FA Cups and Carabao Cups because in the last few years he's built this team to be a contender on all fronts, and I think now we're really starting to see that with the way they beat Man City. You know, I mean, 
I get that Man City did collapse. I mean, they lost that first game, but Spurs, you know, winning at their own stadium and then scoring the three away goals, which we hardly ever see. Yeah, you know, it's teams very don't odd. normally it's score. Very, very yeah. odd to see that. And even though they lost, they I feel like they definitely deserve to to advance. Mm-hmm. And here they are, Pochettino again. As I said, zero dollars spent, zero pounds, whatever whatever currency you use, it's zero since last January. So that's a year and four months. And that last signing was Lucas Moura. So, Who's been a good signing? Exactly, yeah. Mm. And, I mean, they have... The thing about Spurs is they haven't exactly spent their money that well over the past few years. I think they've dished, like, you know, $30 million on Sissoko, who is a good player, but probably not worth that kind of money. And, like, you know, on Aria and, and Trippier and all these, like, you know, good, decent players. Yeah, good, decent no, players. No, no, you know, they haven't bought any, like, top, top players in quite Ever a while. Ever since Ericsson. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, you know, they bought Deli Alley for, like, $5 million. Yeah. Uh, Kane, they developed through their youth system. Hung Min Son was an amazing signing. Yeah. And he was, I think, 20-something million, 25 million. Alderweire will be signed from yeah, Atletico. That was a, those, him and Vertonghen were a while back, yeah. I guess. And Lloris as well. Yeah. So Lloris was like seven or eight years ago. So but, they've had that core with them for a yeah. while, too. I mean, but Pochettino, I mean, funny, you didn't mention him when you were talking about Pep and the best coaches in the world. That's true. I didn't. But, yeah. I mean, can, like, can we consider him now as, as one of the best? I mean, he... He has the longevity for it. Even the last four or five years, he's consistently produced good, like good results. You know, they, they haven't yeah. you know contended for the Premier League or anything. But you know, with the budget they have, their wage budget is about half of any of the other five mm-hmm. Premier League teams mm-hmm. in that top six. And you know, as I said again, no money spent, and they have a new stadium as well. I mean, so they're a young team. They got a young coach. They're in the Champions League semifinals. They're in the Premier League top four as it stands, and they've got probably the best stadium in Europe right now. I mean, and a lot of that just has come. Ha, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a lot of it has come down to Pochettino and how yeah, good of a manager sure. he is. Yeah, I mean, you are right. I, I forgot to I forgot to uh, put mm-hmm. him in the best managers, yeah. but generally, when you think of yeah. managers and and why they're the best, it's due to results. Exactly, and that honestly might not be because of Pochettino not being a great manager. Mm-hmm. It's just because of the club that he's at, where they can't just dish out the dough for exactly. anybody he wants. Mm-hmm. That being said. If I were a ma- if I were a top team right now thinking I want to make a managerial change, I'd go after him. Yeah. I think that he is uh, one of the most. I mean, he he's an unaccomplished unaccomplished coach. Yeah. And I mean, he's coached at Espanol mm-hmm. and Spurs. From that, that's the knowledge I have of the teams he's managed. Southampton as well. Southampton as well. Yeah. Okay. Then he's he's just a. He seems like a type of uh, manager that's more of a teacher. Mm-hmm. Than a kind of a a, pl- a former player. Yeah. Usually the best coaches in sports, in mm-hmm. all sports, sp- soccer, hockey, football, boxing, mm-hmm. you name it, the best managers, coaches, trainers are teachers mm-hmm. who are able to get you to understand what you what they think you should mm-hmm. do and for you to buy into that. And mm-hmm. he seems like that kind of guy. He doesn't seem to be a guy who gets mad easily. Yeah. Um. He doesn't seem to be a guy who you know, when they win one big game, he's just he's just yeah, all over yeah. the place <laughs> bouncing around. Yeah. He seems a very calm and collected, but also has some brings a little bit of emotion into his his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I think of Spurs as a style, which is obviously directly correlated with the manager, is yeah. fluid. Fluidity. Mm-hmm. He's able to play with the ball. Mm-hmm. He's able to make beautiful plays, but if it's time to get nitty-gritty yeah. and counter-attack 
they'll do that. And exactly. that's what they did on the mm-hmm. second leg was get to the nitty gritty yeah. and pounce on the mistakes of Laporte and company. Yeah. And I think uh, I think Laporte is going to have a real long look in the mirror on the one, the uh, the first time pass to human sung essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one was where he took a huge first touch mm-hmm. um, and Lucas Mora snaps that up, yeah. gives it to Erickson, Erickson to some goal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Laporte's been playing in the Manchester streets looking at these kids with their great touches, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I think uh, I think Pochettino might have just gotten himself a trip to North London whenever he wants. Yeah, if especially he gets them to a final. This is the first time Spurs have been to a semi-final in a European competition yeah. since I believe 1965. Yeah, that's... and that's the longest in Europe. Yeah, so that's insane. Um, and obviously the club is just thinking, wow, yeah. <laughs> they must yeah. be in absolute dreamland. Mm-hmm. Hasn't spent any money in a year mm-hmm. and a half. Billion dollar stadium. Yeah. And they're going to go to the possibly, possibly, I think mm-hmm. it's 60% Spurs, 40% yeah. Ajax to go mm-hmm. through. But they're possibly there at the, the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if they're in it, yeah, they can win it. it yeah. So uh, it would be unreal for them to mm-hmm. possibly get in and unreal unreal to yeah. win it and the thing is you know people are saying oh well it's not like they're gonna win you know they're not gonna win the champions league but like i mean they can get past ajax over two legs i think and you know once they get to the final liverpool they've seen them a lot yes the last couple years, that, and they're gonna know definitely... what they're up against and with barcelona they might not be favorites obviously but, but they did play in... them this year they, they're yeah, in the yeah, same group same group yeah so and that's something exactly yeah but you know, regardless of who they face, Liverpool or Barcelona, they're going to have a shot because they're a good team. And in a one-off 90-minute game, they can beat anybody in the world. We saw that last year where they beat Real Madrid, yep. who went on to win the win Champions the, League. So, yep. you know, we can't we can't just rule Spurs out just because they're Spurs. You know, like, I get it. They're bottlers or whatever. But, you know, they're, they've got a good team and they've got a chance to win. A quick question before we continue. <laughs> what do you think the Arsenal fandom would think of Tottenham? somehow Ooh. won the Champions League. Do you think there you would know, be uh, people throwing themselves out of windows? Yeah, you know, I think there'd be a lot of people that just would not be, you know, I don't even know. Like, I think it'd be utter chaos, you know, for, for Would the there Arsenal be fans. riots, fights, do you think? <sighs> fights, for sure. At the next game, like, next North London Derby, fights, for sure. <laughs> riots, I'm not sure about, you know. But, you know, I think they would just be upset, you know, gutted. I know I would be if Spurs won. You know how embarrassing that would be? It's very embarrassing. Like, I, I mean, you have to give them credit. Like, I know they're a great team. I know they got great players and a mad great manager, but, like, I don't like them. Yeah, So obviously. You know, it's it'll be tough if they do win, so I'm hoping Ajax can do the job. But, you know, I think Spurs will win next round, but I think they'll lose in the final. That's what I think is going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I, I feel like that's what the consensus... Consensus yeah. belief is that they're, they're, they're possibly going through and they're most likely losing mm-hmm. in the final yeah. if this were to occur. Yeah. But they wouldn't even be in the semifinals if it wasn't for VAR, mm. which called back the Aguero goal at yep. the end of the game. Um, you know, both of the calls, the one for the Urente goal, which went to the review and, and wasn't, you know, wasn't disallowed. It was allowed. And yeah. the Aguero goal was disallowed. But, you know, it's this is the type of thing that people don't like about VAR. Yep. It sort of ruins the big moments. You know, mm-hmm. it, it ruined Aguero. Man, the entire Etihad Stadium's big moment was completely ruined. And, uh, you know, I remember watching the game, and, like, you, you don't even know what's going on. I couldn't believe it. 
you know, because I, obviously I was happy and I yeah. was like cheering. Yeah. And then you look on the screen, the commentator was going nuts, and I forget who the commentator was. And he was like screaming, and and he was like, you know, going like, what, like, what is going on, blah blah blah. And oh, I, could you imagine being in that stadium, being oh. a city fan in that stadium? You're that like a five year old kid. Your yeah. favorite player is Aguero. He yeah. he sets up the goal. Yeah. Raheem Sterling scores. You're yeah. thinking, Daddy, Daddy, we're going to a semifinal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the ref yeah. does the little box shade. That's when points, you knew it's like, oh. points to a free kick. You know that one was the right call. Aguero was off offside, but yeah, the Llorente goal is the one that caused a bit of a stir because it does go in off his hand. Yeah, uh, you know, in like you know, it was an accident. He didn't mean to obviously hand it, hand it in. It goes kind of off his hand and then his hip and then in. Um, it's funny because he was like going to head it, but it didn't get anywhere near his head. Hmm. But um, hmm. I mean, the the replay they showed the referee isn't the best view. Yeah, and we know that because on the TV you could see what the ref was watching, mm-hmm. and it, it was that same thing over and over again yeah. of the front view of the ball hitting his hand and then and then his his hip. But it looked like it, it was only hitting his hip. Yeah. Whereas the view from behind the net shows that it did indeed hit his hand. And, you know, maybe if the ref got to see that one, he would have called it off. And that's sort of the thing that people are upset about with VAR. You know, it, it's a bit inconsistent. Yeah. Because they have all this technology, but at the end of the day, it, it, it still does come down to the referee to make the decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plus, if they're not showing them all the angles. I mean, if you're showing the referee one angle of it, yeah, like it's, how is it's, he supposed to make the right decision? You know, I think people think that we're kind of like a new species with all this new technology Mm -hmm. when we're really not yeah we're still monkeys at the (laughs) end of the day but like you know var i think is a good idea Mm -hmm. it's it's finally time for soccer and football to get up to speed with most yeah sports um but it's gonna make mistakes yeah everything isn't perfect Mm -hmm. you know um should they show more than one <laughs> replay, mm-hmm. one certain angle? Of course. Mm-hmm. Will they learn from this? Of course. Yeah. But if um, if VR wasn't there, mm-hmm. would they have called that off, yeah. or would they have given that goal? Yeah, I mean they would have. They probably would have yeah, given that goal, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. <clears throat> but then, then they also would have given the Aguero they would have given the Aguero goal. Yeah. So then nobody would have been happy yeah so it's i it's a lose-lose it's always a lose-lose for officials yeah. they're never gonna please everybody mm-hmm. people are gonna say that oh well you know they could have called this in the 20th minute yeah. we've gotten a free kick <laughs> yeah. that could have scored a goal for sure i yeah. hear that all the time it's excuses mm-hmm. it's lame and it, i don't care i don't yeah. care to hear about it um so yeah you can't please everybody mm-hmm. and we're not a new species yeah we're still mutant monkeys yeah <laughs> I'm not racist this way. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the to the player who scored the first two goals for Spurs, Hungman Son has been unbelievable this season. But it's funny, you know he he has been the, at his best when Harry Kane is out of the lineup. Mm. Uh, Harry Kane missed about two mo- or a month and a half or something like that in in you know between February and March or something like that, and that was when Son was scoring every single game. Yeah. And now Kane misses this game and Son scores twice. You know the second goal was unbelievable and the first one. You know, good instincts to get on that ball and shoot it first time. You know, I think he's starting to to put his name into that world class yeah, mix a little yeah. bit. I think it's and borderline right yeah. now. Like it's on the it's mm-hmm. on the line right now. Yeah. Um, if he he can deliver them to a final. Yeah. I mean that pushes him up there. 
Could you imagine the money that Spurs are getting from South Korea of yeah. all the shirt sales? Like yeah. he's going to be their <laughs> he's their Jisung Park now. Yeah. And and he might be even more important to Tottenham than he is than Jisung was to yeah. United. And you know, a lot of people have sort of talking about is Hung Min Son the best Asian player the Premier League has ever seen. And you know, the thing is, you know, Park Jisung won a lot with Manchester United, but he wasn't really a crucial player. He was a good he player. Was, yeah, he was, he was a good, good player, player, but he, he wasn't, was, he wasn't a, that star in yeah. him, you know, whereas Son is certainly in that bracket. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a, whichever one do you prefer, you know, how good the player is or how much the player has won. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, well, then that's like Pochettino and Pep. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a curious thing. I think most people would gravitate towards achievement and winning. Yeah. But I think in this case of Son versus Park, mm-hmm. Park probably was a player who was off the bench a mm, bit here, yeah, started yeah. a bit here, and mm. did this and that, but he mm. played with Ronaldo, Rooney, yeah. Scholes, Ferdinand, yeah, Vidic, yeah. all those players. Exactly. San plays with good players, yeah. but he he does he does play very well for them, mm. and I think he's borderline world-class. Yeah. Now, another thing I want to ask before we wrap up, you were talking about Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. not being in the lineup, and Son playing better. Mm-hmm. Why do you think some players are able to do that? You know, they have a better player w- playing with them. Yeah. It's like Dybala and Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo has made Dybala basically a little child. <laughs> he's not playing at all, yeah. and he's terrible right yeah. now. But he was good the year yeah. before and the year before and the year before. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to a kind of like on-paper view mm-hmm. of life. Yeah. Why would you think that? Is I mean, I think it comes down to the spaces they occupy on the pitch, along with how, where the teammates are finding them with passes, how often their teammates are finding them with passes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you're Christian Eriksen and you're running at, you know, running towards the, the opposition defense, and Harry Kane is there, and, you know, Hung Min Son is there, Lucas Moura is there, you know, Kane is the guy you're going to look to because he's, he, when he's playing with his back to goal and he's got runners coming off of him, I mean, there's nobody better in the world, right? So, you know, but when you take that out, then who's the next person you're going to go to? It's Hung Min Son, right? right? So I think that plays a part in it. Plus, you know, on both the goals, you saw that Son was occupying more of a central role, kind of. So, you know, that is usually where Harry Kane is. And if Son is there, you know, he's he's obviously a great player, and and he can produce goals just like Kane can, Mm -hmm. but in the same areas that Kane can as well. So I think it just comes down to that. For Ronaldo Dybala, I think it's pretty much the same. I think for that battle, it's more, you know, who the teammates are trying to find. Mm. And because when you have Ronaldo in your team, you're looking for him every single time. Yeah, true. Right? You're not looking for pa- Paulo Dybala, as yeah. good as he has been. But... And do you think with Ronaldo being there, you know, this alpha male, like this just yeah. world star, mm-hmm. do you think his confidence shrinks when he sees that kind of player have the yeah. ball and think, oh, I don't really have to do yeah. as great of plays mm-hmm. as I did last year? Yeah, and it... I think it's like, it's more like, you know, I, I was the main man. Dybala and now was thinking, I was the main yeah. man, and they brought in a th- 35 year old yeah and he's better than me and everybody's talking about him and i'm not the big name anymore and yeah. i'm not starting games anymore and i think that's probably crushed his confidence yeah and you know i think it's probably best for both parties for you know Dybala and juve if they ship him out yeah if they sell him i mean if he doesn't really fit into that style anymore you know he can't play as a center forward and, and he maybe, can't play a winger exactly he cannot I mean, play so as a like winger. what kind of position is he you know he, he, maybe know. he's a number 10 he's sort of like a second striker kind of player but yeah. They don't really use that. You know, and Ronaldo think. isn't the type to feed exactly, people. Yeah, he needs yeah. to be fed. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I I think Dybala should be shipped out. And they should get somebody who can, you know, probably a really good center forward. 
yeah. they should try and get because Mandzukic is getting old yeah. and he's not improve that on Mandzukic exactly and but he, he's not a thirty goal scorer that you no know, and most he top teams he have. hasn't been in exactly a, uh, has he ever been a thirty top probably twenty goal scorer twenty twenty five with Bayern yeah but he always he was always with Ribery and Robin exactly. to feed them yeah you know that's why Benzema worked with Real Madrid mm. for so long yeah. and Benzema is proving everybody wrong exactly. right now so yeah you know what Juve should go for João Felix. And that because he him because he plays in the front two with, at Benfica mm-hmm. for the most part, and he's been so good in that front two. I mean, if him and Ronaldo play in the front two, the Portuguese, Portuguese are going insane. And, for yeah, exactly, and and I think it would work well as you know. So, if they have that kind of money, I think that would be the. But they also thing. have Keane still. Mm, Mossy yeah. Keane so, yeah, is, is a good a athletic player yeah. who's been in Juventus for a while, yeah. and he's Italian. Yeah, Italianish. Um, but I think. Well, let's get on to Juve Ajax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Ajax won again. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. In the home stadium yeah. of the team, of the giant yeah. that they slayed. Yeah. I, again, like, you know, everybody thought that Real Madrid win, like, Ajax's beat, like, win over Real Madrid was... It was a fluke. Like, exactly. Or not even a fluke, but just like a one-time thing. You know, oh, okay, they beat this team, but now they're playing Juve... Juve are more tactically disciplined than, than Real Madrid under Solari. They've got Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Ajax can't win. For sure. And, huh? you know, after the first leg, we were thinking, okay, 1-1 in Ajax. It's a good result for Ajax, but are they going to, you know, win in Juve? Highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. But they go and do exactly that. Donny van de Beek and Matthijs de Ligt with the goals. Ronaldo scoring the one, obviously, for Juve. You know, a lot of people trolling Ronaldo after this loss, and, you know, you understand that. All the Messi yeah. fans obviously going to go right for his head right after <laughs> something like this, uh, especially after, you know, the years of, of not being able to do that. In yeah, the yeah, they definitely but, you know, pounce on Exactly, it. but Ronaldo scored all five goals that Juve have scored in a the hat four trick. games. A hat-trick to mm-hmm. save exactly. them from even, yeah, like, going out yeah, earlier. Yeah. And then the, the one goal in the first leg here, one goal in the second leg, those the only two goals that Juve scored in 180 minutes against a team from the Eredivisie, yep. which I think is a little embarrassing for them, especially with Definitely the amount is. of money they spent on. It has to be on, yeah. Their stock, their uh, shares dropped 22 percent from this loss. Wow. I mean, it just goes to show that they have to win Champions Leagues mm-hmm. with Ronaldo in order to keep this money going. Yeah. But you know, I, you can't really blame Ronaldo for this. No, that's, that's I the mean. Thing. Like we were talking a little bit before the podcast, every mm-hmm. player who steps on the pitch has some sort of responsibility. Yeah. Um, obviously, he shares the blame because he's mm-hmm. a good teammate, one. Yeah. He's the star of the team, too, which is yeah. the main thing. That's why he's getting most of the stick. It's not because he didn't perform. It's because he's the biggest name. Yeah. You know, if if Le- the reason why LeBron James gets so much stick for the Lakers not making the playoffs, mm-hmm. he's the biggest name. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it just it, it, it comes with the territory. You mm-hmm. get all the... The praise for scoring and this. Yeah. You get all the blame when you are out. Even if it's not your fault on both sides. Even yeah. if it's if you didn't even you know, you didn't even play in a Euro Euro twenty sixteen final but your team <laughs> won and you get yeah. all the praise. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Oh wow, what a surprise. Yeah. And then when you lose, of course you're getting all the blame. Mm. So I mean he's won three Champions Leagues in three years. Yeah. He's gonna dry his tears with that yeah. memory. Um as for what is Juve? What what yeah. went wrong? What yeah. are they gonna do? Um, I felt the tactics from Allegri were just mm-hmm. just yeah. bad. You know, they score one goal and then they probably thinking, "Kate, park the bus. Yeah. We got this. No problem. Yeah. Easy." But 
Mm, no, it no. doesn't always work like doesn't that. Doesn't right? uh, always work like that. The intensity didn't seem like it was there compared to the Atletico mm-hmm. game. They yeah. didn't have to play for something. Exactly, yeah. They had something to lose, and they yeah. lost it, just like Atletico lost to them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same way. So I I don't know the um, some of the choices that he's uh, people he started with, mm-hmm. uh, Dybala up front. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the best when you look at Douglas Costa's injured, Mandzukic yeah. is injured. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshiglio playing at right back is <laughs> yeah. just uh, we we tried to to discuss that on yeah. the on the, our last podcast yeah. when uh, he played in the first leg against Atletico, yeah. but this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. why are you putting the best right back? Yeah. In the world, on form, mm-hmm. you, he's a top five right back yeah. right now. Anyways, Kinsella, without yeah. for form, on the bench. Why are you leaving Cancelo on the bench? Yeah, I don't understand. Didn't understand. Just you know, I, like Desiglio, obviously, is a more defensive type of player, but like, but he's defensive because exactly. he's not good enough. Exactly, he just has <laughs> to work harder and wide. Like, why do you need him? Like in this type of game, you know, it, it was one one after the first leg, and you know, you had to win this game. Yeah. So I don't understand. You know. At the end of the day, Cancelo gives you a better chance to win than Desiglio does on both ends of the pitch. Yeah, you know, he's a good defensive creator or and defensively. Yeah. yeah, so I don't understand. Um, you know, even I just feel like Juve lack a little bit of depth. You know, with you know, Chiellini and Bonucci, great players, and then when you go a step down, it's Rugani, and that's a significant drop off. Huge. Drop and then off. yeah, and then you got you know Barzagli, who's like forty five years old, <laughs> and he's retiring at the end of the season, he's but he's still there and some white. They yeah. gave him a contract extension from last year. Yeah, but he's retiring now, though, I think. But still, yeah, just for the season, I mean, they could have gone out last summer and bought a center back, you know, either heading into his prime or, you know, mid-20s, something like that, mm-hmm. that could take the torch from Chiellini, most likely. You know, yeah. he's like 34, I believe. He, he's on his way yeah. done soon. And, you know, for that, you know, they... I feel like they've just sort of lacked a little bit in the market. I know they brought Ronaldo, but you know that that is just one position. It is one position. And, you know, with he doesn't guarantee exactly. finals, just mm-hmm. like Messi doesn't guarantee finals. Yeah, and you know, as we mentioned before, at center forward they don't have any top players. Uh, you know, and their wingers are just basic kind of. You know, they're no fast, superstars. They're yeah. they're flashy. Yeah, like Quadrado, Douglas Costa. They're they're effective players. Yeah, Bernadeschi's a good player. He was bad. Yeah, he, he was. was very bad. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to see how yeah. bad he was. Honestly, you, I mean, he was great against Atletico. He day. was he was honestly my like Ronaldo made the goals go in, but he was the one who pulled every yeah. string. He mm-hmm. won the penalty. He got the two crosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was great on that night. But this night, boy, he looked you looked bewildered. He didn't yeah. even know what to do with the ball. Yeah, and it, it just kind of. I think Juventus probably also got exposed in the midfield. Yeah, you know they closed down Pjanic pretty quickly. Yeah, and. You know, can defensive midfield exactly. type of player who's a destroyer and exactly. and he's really just going to pass the ball up and that's mm-hmm. it. And then, like Matuidi, Matuidi, and... you know, he's, he's the types of players. I'm he's just a about. better. He's just a better can who runs faster exactly. and more. And that's I mean, it. That's what I'm saying. Like these guys aren't exactly superstar kind of midfielders. No, so they're not like the Modric, Kroos, Casemiro, Champions League winning midfield caliber, right? It's like it's it's just. 
I don't even know. I mean, Emery Chan is not good enough to play for Juve. I don't think he is. I don't even think he's mm-hmm. like he's questionable to even be on their bench as far yeah. as I can, I'm concerned. And then Bentancur is a bit inconsistent. He is still young. I think he'll be a, a good player, but you know, to be starting in this kind of game, yeah, maybe not. And then Matuidi's sort of like a specialist kind of player, yeah, and a good ball carrier, but and a know, good he... destroyer kind of type, yeah, with, like Conte type. But mm-hmm. he he's getting up in age too. Um, going to Bentancur, I think. He's a good player. He's very young. He'll play a good role for Uruguay for sure because I don't think there's any other midfielders that are coming up that you can really think other than Torreira. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't I don't really rate him right yeah. now especially. Yeah. He definitely could. He's young. Yeah. Get better. But I think his um, him being able to create is a very big flaw in his game. Yeah. He's a good CDM who can go into the box and – cause a couple of problems here mm-hmm. um i know you're gonna bring this up right away but ramsey is gonna be yeah. a, a good improvement <laughs> yeah, for them I think so obviously well. off a of free transfer yeah um it'll be interesting to see how they're gonna fit all their midfields mm-hmm. in yeah. um what they're gonna do with yeah. them but uh juventus have a lot to think about yeah and they also have to think about their age yeah ronaldo as great a player as he is he's 35 yeah. years old one bad knee injury can mm-hmm. tarnish yeah. his ability to play at that high of a level. Yeah. So they have to capitalize now. Mm-hmm. It's not a time of we wait two years to develop yeah. this player. You have to win now. Mm-hmm. And they got to be really, really concerned about their Champions League like window with Ronaldo. Yeah. I mean, because uh, otherwise the Ronaldo project never fails because of the fact mm. that how much money he's brought into their club yeah. already. But in the eyes of the fan and in the eyes of a result, mm-hmm. it's a failure right now. Because yeah. they're also out of the Copa Italia. Yeah. So they've literally digressed yeah. from last year. They've yeah. decreased their amount of trophies. Yeah. And they're at the same position except Copa exactly. Italia exit and a quarterfinal mm-hmm. exit. I mean, regardless of whether they bought Ronaldo or not, they would still be winning Serie A. Yeah. So he hasn't made a difference technically. I mean, you, it's, it's, this loss is a bit scary for Juve because I feel like they, they might be understanding that they're kind of at the end of a cycle here yeah with, with Chiellini, Mandzukic, Ronaldo all they're getting towards old. the end of their careers they're getting old and they have to spend money this summer this not summer. next summer no. it has to be this summer I mean they're, they're getting Ramsey for free is a good signing he's a big game player but center forward center back um maybe even know, a center mid. yeah yeah another center mid along with Ramsey I think is needed you know those three positions that spine has to improve and the way they can fund all that Dybala exactly yeah I think they've got to dish him out, and I don't know There's what probably, yeah. I don't know what suitors are going to buy him, but probably his value him. has decreased, meaning that yeah. more people might want to buy him. I, I would think like a Manchester United, yeah, or, or like a even maybe like a Bayern Munich or something like that might go after Dybala. But yeah, I mean they've got to they've got to sell somebody. I think he's that one odd man out that that they. Well, he's the most of a value exactly, that they yeah. can get right now. Yeah. And and he's not clearly not working with Ronaldo. Yeah. I mean it's just it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. He was their top goal scorer in the Champions League, I think, with five during the group stages mm-hmm. though. And yeah. then when it came to the big boy clubs or the big boy <laughs> matches, yeah. it just where was he? Where ghost. Mm-hmm. Or just was on the bench. Yeah. So they have a lot to think about. They and Allegri is not even their main problem in yeah. terms of uh getting mm-hmm. rid of him, signing Conte yeah. is 
been rumored a bit, but I don't. I, I mean, I blame him mostly for this loss, but yeah. I don't think he should be fired exactly. I mean, right you, away. I don't think you can really improve on that unless a really golden opportunity comes by. You know, if they get a chance to get like a Pep or a Pochettino, then yeah. like go for Maybe, it. But like but... right now, if they sack Allegri, who can they go for? Right? Is Conte that big of an upgrade? Not really. Uh, is he? He's kind of like the same player, exactly, except exactly. a little bit more fiery. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a bit risky to player. yeah it's a bit risky to hire to hire somebody else. So I say stick with Allegri, but just improve that team. Definitely. So going back to Ajax, what's the most impressive thing about them so far? Other than you know the fact that they're beating all these big teams, what mm, specifically? Maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually a lot of people talk about experience, mm-hmm. um, and I don't really rate experience as high as other people do. Yeah. I think there's a certain thing about people that can take pressure and can't mm-hmm. take pressure yeah and you you learn it through interactions over time with people mm-hmm. it's not you're not going to see if you can t- deal with pressure the first year you know them it might be the second or third year yeah. and i mean ix went to europa league final two years ago yeah. boston united um they played well in that game and too. they played well yeah so they're they're just consistently improving yeah um the lake is a 28 year old center back in a 19 year old's body yeah really yeah. i mean and they're all so just technically sound yeah they're just very good yeah they're so tadich good. is the buy of the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean yeah he's balling on all mm-hmm. cylinders and i don't it, southampton must be thinking wow we're just yeah. disgraceful <laughs> yeah. but boy do they ever look uh, impressive and mm-hmm. you know, good for them. Yeah. That's these this is one of the, the premier football clubs on the planet. Yeah. By far. Mm-hmm. No Man City, no PSG. Ajax yeah. is easily ahead of them in yeah. a historical stance. Mm-hmm. Um and it goes to show that you don't have to spend two hundred million euros a year. Exactly. Yeah. You can make something out of mm-hmm. your youth team and I don't understand why more clubs don't do that. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. It's mm-hmm. a free revenue you can develop kids yeah. to play your brand of football. Mm-hmm. And usually that's what teams want. They want these guys to play their own style of play. Yeah. That's why um, Barcelona get a lot of Ajax players yeah. in the past decades. That's mm-hmm. why uh, you see certain clubs deal with certain teams. Mm-hmm. You know, It's because of the style and the sense of the club. Yeah. Um, and I think they can, they can beat Spurs for sure. Yeah, I think no they... No question yeah. about it. For me, the most impressive thing kind of goes hand in hand with yours. It's like mentality. Yep. You know, to go to the the, the Bernabeu, to go to beat him easy, Allianz Stadium, and beat yeah, him easy. And, and crush play them, them off yeah. the park. Literally, in both both ties. I mean, and I, like the age goes along with that. You know how mentally tough these kids are. Um, Matthias Delic is their captain, and he's not even. You know, he's still a teenager. He couldn't drink in the states. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, <laughs> uh, and you know, I it's just so impressive. And also, like you mentioned, Tadic. Also, Daily Blind. Yep, was shipped out of Man U. Like, yeah, like get out of here. Like we don't yeah. want you. We, we want Ashley you. Young more than you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they kept Rojo. They kept Jones. Like this morning, but Blind, they were like, yeah, you can leave. But you know, now they bought him for like fifteen million. And who's laughing he's, now? He's, he's who's a laughing now? Edward. Center back for Woodward. Uh, Champions who's League semi-final team. And yeah, I mean, against Spurs, I think it'll be tough. But we also thought it was tough against Juve and Real Madrid. So they've definitely got a shot. Yeah, I mean, they have a better... Yeah. Most people would think, if you would tell them right now, or, sorry, at the beginning of the knockout stages, if they mm-hmm. could get Spurs or Real Madrid, who who do you think Ajax would beat more? And most people would probably say Spurs. Yeah. 
So, you know what? They're, uh, it's a real credit to that club, that system, that coach, especially that coach. I yeah. don't know his name. I apologize for any Ajax fans, yeah. but uh, he's making a name for himself. I've heard that they're going to extend his contract, mm-hmm. and I don't see why they wouldn't. There are a lot of clubs in Europe right now who would be needing a manager. Mm. And, you know, his he is, his name is going to be thrown around in a lot of places. I mean, if Bayern Munich want to go away from, from Nico Kovac, I think that is a number one. Like, Signing? number one. I, like, yeah. You know, he's got to be top of their short list. For sure. If Chelsea decide to, to get rid of Sarri, that's got to be close to the top of their, their short list. I mean, there are hardly any managers that are at clubs as, you know, I mean, n- not like massive clubs like Ajax. Obviously, they're like historically massive, yeah, but yeah. money-wise, they're uh, good. They're good, but exactly. they're not great. Like I saw a lot of tweets saying, you know, why don't these Ajax players stay there and become a great team again? Why do they want to leave to Barca? Well, why like, do you think? Ex- I mean, you you can't reach your ceiling with Ajax. They're in the Eredivisie, which is not probably not even top seven league. It's probably eighth best league in the world, and like. I mean, you, you just can't hear something. This is never. This is likely never going to happen again in the next couple of years. Ajax being this good and reaching this far, I mean, Probably they not. just don't have the money for it, and no. they don't have you know as good as their talent developing is. It's not going to happen every single five years. Yeah. They develop a delict of the young. And we saw that the last you know fifteen years, but they didn't really develop anybody of you know note. I mean, they did Schneider, I believe, but that uh, was a while back. Yeah. I and, think they did Aldervild as well, actually. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he was developed yeah. from there too. And you know, Ericsson and all those guys. Yeah. But you know. Not but Dutch they, players, first of all, and yeah. not, you know, world world stars. You yeah, know? like world beaters right out exactly. from Ajax. Yeah, exactly. They That's had to saying. be developed I mean, from other yeah, teams. I mean, Eriksson and, and Alderweireld both took about three, four years until they were great players yeah. after they left yeah. Ajax. So it, it's not like they're they're going to be developing great stars. And even those guys didn't cost that much. I mean, Eriksson, they sold for like $13 million, mm-hmm. And here they are selling Frankie de Jong for $70 million. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's tough for them to really continue this sort of thing mm-hmm. but i really hope they do well in this final you know or semi final semi final yeah the final few games i meant to say but uh yeah i mean we'll, we can move on to the favorites now which is barcelona i think after you got knocked out heavy heavy favorites they crushed manchester united crushed is that a surprise no thank not you. a surprise but they crushed them four nil on aggregate three nil on that second leg um <laughs> the first thing we got on our list here is de gea mistakes because that is my favorite topic of all time. Mm. Because David De Gea has made another mistake in a massive game. Let Lionel Messi's pretty tame shot, you yeah. know, sneak from right under his hand. You know, he just dove, you know, just slightly to the left. Mm. You know, just on the ground, just an easy little catch, but squeaks through his armpit. Are you sure Jones didn't make a mistake? <laughs> I am positive. Because Smalling? All De Gea. It's all De Gea. Matic. Young. Maybe, maybe, no. possibly. No. Could it be? No, mm. not for me. It's all Jose <laughs> <laughs> Woodward. Oh, that, oh, it's, it's Moyes. It David can't, Moyes it can't be Dea. <laughs> he win us. Win, yeah. He's basically our trophy. Yeah. Every year, best we got the best goalkeeper yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's David trophy. Dea. He's our trophy. <laughs> but yeah, no. This season, I don't know what's wrong with him, but it pleases me. But I don't know what's wrong with him. Man, against Arsenal. Did you, did you, remember, do you remember that goal? The I Mustafi don't. goal? Oh, literally. Like, <laughs> the ball goes up. Mustafi goes for the header. And he heads it into the ground. Mm. And it bounces up into De Gea's hands right here. Mm-hmm. And then loops over his head. He, he touches it and it loops over his head. And then he's like, oh, shit. And he goes behind and he grabs it from over the line. <laughs> and it goes over the line. And Arsenal opened the score. And it's like, wh- when I was watching, I was like, there's no way he made that save. I was watching with John. And I was like, like, there's no way. I mean, he didn't make that save. Sorry. But, you know, I mean... Ever since then, you know, he let Jan Valeri shot in against Southampton from, like, 35 yards out at his near post. 
uh, countless other mistakes. You know, I think the Ronaldo one... goal in the World Cup is yeah. the one that I'm just thinking of right yeah. now because it made me so angry because yeah. I wanted Spain to win. That was the starting point. That World Cup where he was awful and people were like, "Well, it's just it's just because he's with Spain. He's yeah. with Spain. Yeah, I mean, PK and Ramos you. aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> what are you got talking about? When he comes about? back to Jones and Smalling, he'll be great again." And he hasn't been. So it's like, oh my god, like now for a year De Gea has been below average. And now we're thinking, okay, you know, this isn't a one off thing. It's like what is going on? Yeah. So a lot of people are saying, you know, maybe our expectations of him are so high that when he makes a couple of mistakes like most goalkeepers do, yeah. it's like such a big deal because he doesn't normally do that. Others are saying, well, he's always been like this, and people are just gassing up his like acrobatic saves <laughs> well, it, that come at him. And maybe then... his reflexes are going a little bit down. Yeah, and it's always a game of inches in mm-hmm. in in this elite level of exactly. professional sports. You can't lose yeah. a step. Yeah, and and for years it was always reflexes. Yeah, it was physical ability and reflexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't positioning. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's what's going down a little bit. Yeah. A lot of people are also saying that perhaps he is just hitting, you know, he, he was one of those early peaking kind of players. Mm, like, possibly, I, I, like Rooney. Yeah, and for goalkeepers, Hugo Lloris is one that sticks out for me because he was great when he was young. He He's one of France's all-time most capped players. Um, he was, you know, captain of France when he was, like, early 20s. Uh, he's been playing for them for a decade. He's been one of the best goalkeepers in the world, you know, for or not one of the best, but one of the most known, mm. well-known, and he's been present since his late teens. But he hit his prime, like, prime about like three, four years ago, and now Lloris is one of those goalkeepers that makes mistakes constantly. Mm-hmm. And but he's still a good keeper. Exactly, but he's not what he used to be. Right. Even though he's only about 31 or something mm-hmm. like that, which is normally the prime for goalkeepers. So people are thinking, maybe De Gea is like that. You know, maybe he hit his prime at 25, 26. Now he's 28. Maybe he's slowing down a bit early. Mm-hmm. You know, that's possible. You know, if, if, if this was happening for like two, three months, I would think, okay, you know, like, no. Yeah. Just, he's just having a bad it's run just too, It's too small a sample size to think but, like yeah, that. But the World Cup started 11 months ago. Yeah. And he's been awful since then. So, I mean, we got to think now, you know, bigger. It's bigger than, than just a, a bad patch of form. It's got to be something, you know, maybe the coaching change with Man U. Maybe it was, you know, from Mourinho, he wasn't really great. And, you know, maybe it was something to do with that. Maybe something with the club. Maybe something with his contract situation. Maybe emotionally something personally. Yeah, exactly, we don't yeah. really know, but... He's not performing those wow saves yeah. anymore. I mean, in the first leg, people were trying to convince us that it was Smalling who made a mistake. Mm, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, sorry. definitely. I mean, you know, he's been a great player for them. And oh, yeah. um, I get what you mean by uh, goalkeepers peaking early. Mm-hmm. The first thing of name I thought of right when you said that, Courtois. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. I'd like, mm-hmm. like you know, great for Atletico. Yeah, he's been pretty good for Chelsea, and then when he goes to Real Madrid, he's just yeah. been like, mm-hmm. he's good, but you know, mm-hmm. made a couple big mistakes. Yeah. Um, do you think that De Gea should be sold? I think his it depends. Market, yeah, his market value is still probably high. Yeah. Um, but you know, the signs are showing that mm-hmm. he is slowing down. Yeah. And it could go of two ways if they sell him. If yeah. he gets sold to a team and he performs well for them, yeah. Woodward is a brain-dead mm-hmm. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but if he goes to that club and still makes yeah. the same mistakes, but they get a huge transfer fee of them, mm-hmm. Woodward looks great. Exactly. And I don't, I don't think United would want to sell him, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they would 
shy away from a 80 million bid yeah. from, from a Paris Saint-Germain, which is mm-hmm. the one team I think that is the only one that would want to get him. Yeah, I think yeah, I think PSG would be the one team that would bid for him. It's difficult because you know it, it really depends on who they sign to replace him. Because I'm thinking now, like you know what young goalkeepers are out there. My mind goes to Donnarumma and to Andre Onana from Ajax as potential replacements. I think you know talking about replacements is a bit premature. I think you know De Gea is somebody who is a he, bit indispensable for this team. Yeah. It's very difficult to get rid of him until unless, like you said, an 80 million bid comes in. Plus, replacing goalkeepers now is just as expensive as, as it Players, is to, to sign yeah, anybody. Yeah. I mean, Kate Baritza-Balaga was like $70 million, and he's been like below average for Chelsea. Yeah. He's like $24. Um, Allison was $60 million, He's been great, but that's a lot of money. Courtois was pretty cheap. He was like $36 million, $40 yeah. million, And that's because of his contract exactly. was going to expire. It would have been this year. Yeah, and you know if, if that wasn't the case, he would have been $60, 70000000 million as for well. For sure, for sure. So it is difficult to find goalkeepers of quality, and it's difficult to afford them. So I think it would be best if they stick with De Gea because there really isn't many goalkeepers, you know, even if he's playing as Below average? As yeah. yeah, he's not. they're yeah. not at that quality. Mm-hmm. The one goalie that I know Man U fans have had on their lips when they think of De Gea leaving is mm-hmm. All Black, and he signed mm-hmm. a contract yeah. extension. I believe it was honestly yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. and the release clause I think is about $120 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But that's the best goalkeeper in the world, so if yeah. you want to spend, go and spend. <laughs> I think you got a big case for that now, especially with Neuer and De Gea well, playing. I mean, I think a lot of people are saying Old Black now. It's usually him or Ter Stegen that people are saying. I mean, honestly, that, Ter Stegen fair. is sensational yeah, right now, yeah. and he also fits Barcelona's style of play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I bet you if Pep could choose either Ederson or Ter Stegen, he did yeah. take in Ter Stegen too. I mean, uh, Allison's probably got to be somewhere in that mix, but probably not at that level, especially with longevity-wise. I mean, Old Black and Ter Stegen have been good for like. Three, four years. Yeah, now. I mean, All Black has, I think, half his games in La Liga have been clean sheets. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah, and that also has to do a little bit with the coaching. Yeah, and the way they play. Mm-hmm. But you can't take that away from him. Yeah, exactly. It's just a reason why he's so good. Mm-hmm. So going to Stegen and his team, Barcelona, they are the favorites right now, as we mentioned for the Champions League. Um, By far. Yeah. Like easily. Yeah. But, you know, they do have a tough test in Liverpool. Very tough. And, you know, it depends on, you know, if they can get by Liverpool. I think they'll be heavy, heavy favorites in the final. But against Liverpool, you know, it's it's a bit of an even tie. I mean, Liverpool are, are a great team. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're around the top of the Premier League, one and two. Where basically, the past month, they've been going back and forth. Uh, but Barcelona right now comfortably winning the La Liga. Yep. And they are heavy favorites of the Copa del Rey final against Valencia, which mm-hmm. happens, I believe, next month. Yep, and now they're favorites for the Champions League, so that treble uh, is still on the cards. That's another one, Mead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do you think they can do it? Yep, I, I think they definitely, definitely can, definitely, yeah. can, definitely can. I think, uh, I think the La Liga is is all but surely done, yeah. unless they somehow lose like two or three games <laughs> yeah. in a row, which never happens, yeah. and I don't see that happening. Um, Copa del Rey will be a. a, a sturdy test. Valencia has yeah. definitely come to form as of late, and they're going to go all out for that. That's their big game this mm-hmm. year. Even if they get to the Europa League, I yeah. think that's that's the one game they'd want a little bit more, yeah. um, unless they don't have Champions League qualification. Mm-hmm. And then for Champions League, I think if they get past Liverpool, I mean, I don't want to say I'd guarantee them winning, yeah. but I'm pretty certain they would win against Ajax or, or um, Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, it's just... 
it's hard to go against the favorites in the Champions League yeah. final. We've seen it like the past six years. Mm-hmm. Ever since Chelsea won, it's just yeah. it's created a, a, a depression of. Yeah. It's only the big three in Bayern, Real Madrid, yeah. and Barcelona. That's one, and I think they're. They've done it twice already. What's a third one to yeah. them? They can definitely win it. Messi's playing out of his skin. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a big injury, <laughs> I don't see that happening. Yeah. And then, you know, Dembele plays well. Coutinho, although he's been below average, yeah. he scores goals like he did against yeah. United. Just tops mm-hmm. curlers. Uh, Suarez might not be scoring on all cylinders in, in the Champions League, but... He'll always contribute, and he'll always play well with Messi. Yeah, exactly. Um, their defense is always solid. Yeah. PK is a world-class player and yeah. has been for years. Mm-hmm. Ter Stegen is top two goalies in the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And their midfield is just pretty good. Very deep. Yeah, That's what good. I'd say. I yeah. mean, if if one player's not playing well, I mean, if Rakitic's not playing well, put Fidel. Fidel. If yeah. Arthur's not playing well, they got good young players, Alenia and all those guys. Yeah. They, you got Kevin Prince Boateng. Just so weird to me, but yeah, they've got good depth in there, and I think they're they're well set up to win the treble. Mm-hmm. And if Alaba is playing well, because Messi and him some yeah, oh have that God, like yeah. mental <laughs> connection where Messi <laughs> makes a over the top yeah. through ball, yeah. Alaba takes it first time touch, mm-hmm. passes it cross on the ground to Messi. Messi cuts in left foot yeah. goal every time, every time, every yeah. single time. So it's, I mean, they're easily favorites, and mm-hmm. and I'm I'm quite scared about what Perez is gonna do. Yeah, like as yeah, in yeah. <laughs> Florentino Perez Real from Real Madrid because he might smash his head into the trophy case and say another one yeah and um, the Messi fanboys are just, are out to eat yeah they are out to eat <laughs> yeah, right the now yeah they lost oh my god they're, yeah. they're gonna be praying that they win this yeah because I mean I'm, I know it must have been hard for them to see Ronaldo win those three yeah. in a row in a row yeah. and Barca didn't even get close those years I mean yeah, yeah. so I think uh for those fanboys just before we continue yeah. on do you think it's a little disappointing we don't get a Juve Barca final because that was the narrative mm-hmm. the narrative was we're going to see Ronaldo and Messi in the yeah. final it's it's probably going to happen everybody yeah. if if we don't see it it's obviously mm-hmm. going to be Barcelona who's going to lose in the yeah. earlier stages and then Juventus lose do you think it kind of takes a little bit away from it it does yeah I mean we saw Ronaldo Messi in the final 2009 but that was when Ronaldo was playing for United. United, and I think it would have been really, really special if we got to see that happen when he was at Real Madrid. Ooh, an El Clasico! But like, we never got to see that, and we we were hardly even close to seeing that, which is really disappointing. Yeah, because when Barcelona were great, Real Madrid were not, and, and when then, Real Madrid were great, Barcelona were getting knocked out quarterfinals, semifinals. Yeah, and and it's just like, I mean, it, it's it would have been nice to see it. I mean, that was like a nine-year gap where they were two great teams, but we never saw them in the final. Mm-hmm. And that is so deflated. We didn't, I don't even think we saw them in any of the knockout stages at all. In the I think there was one when they were in the semifinals. Was but there? I don't know it if it was with Ronaldo. Back. And I think it was in 2010, 2009. Okay, in so there. it would have been a while back. I mean, <laughs> I think it was Ronaldo's either first year in Real Madrid right. or the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, uh, now it's kind of coming to that, you know, it's got to happen soon or, or not. Or it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm okay with it. Obviously, yeah, I think I yeah, think most people big. would be, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always the goat discussion. Even yeah. though I don't think either of them are the goat, whatever, yeah. whatever they do, <laughs> yeah. they're not right now. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be international stage for me now. Yeah. But you know, I mean, if Messi wins another treble, mm-hmm. um, if you dare I say he wins the Copa America, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like his best season yeah. ever. Even yeah. if he didn't score as many goals as he did back in 2011, 2012. Yeah. 
um, and that would give the fuel mm-hmm. to all those people in the Middle East and <laughs> India just to just to love him even yeah. more. Because I mean, there's just you know certain people love clubs like we love our club more mm-hmm. than any of the players on the team. Exactly. Yeah. And then there are people who love those players exactly, more than yeah. the club. Yeah. And you see it every time. Every Portuguese person has a Juventus yeah. shirt, <laughs> and then they have a Real Madrid exactly, shirt from yeah. two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, it seems like they only obsess over great players and not exactly, great teams. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the way things are now. Things are kind of shifting towards that. And I think Ronaldo Messi played a big part in that, you know, with the new generation coming in, just supporting players rather than yeah, teams. I yeah. feel like that is getting... A lot bigger than it it's used to like be. a basketball kind of exactly to yeah, soccer. yeah but i don't like it yeah i think either. i think it's better to support a team because uh, one there's longevity yeah and instead of 20 years of a yeah. great career you have until you're exactly. dead essentially yeah. a lot more ups and downs with mm-hmm. with che- cheering for clubs but i think mm-hmm. that's you got to think that's more of a realistic exactly. view because it's easy to just go with a great player mm-hmm. And think, oh, you know, he Ronaldo scored. <laughs> he, he, he's not to blame for yeah, anything, exactly. but mm-hmm. he still took the L. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Speaking of teams going through up and downs, Sir Alex Ferguson left Manchester United six years ago, twenty thirteen. Are they still in a rebuild? I think they are. Mm. I think after six years, they're still rebuilding. Huh? They spent four hundred million in the last three years, and they're still in a rebuild somehow. Should we say they're PSG somehow. of England? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they've spent, spent more than Man City have, or somewhere close to them. Especially in the last, I mean, last summer, Man City only spent, spent like $60 million, And United were closer to the $100 million mark. But, I mean, they left with Sir Alex on a high, 2013. Yep. They won the Premier title. League. I mean, a, a great title as well. With the player, that squad was awful. Yeah. On paper, I mean, 35-year-olds and, like, Welbecks and Chicharitos. And it's like, how, like, how can you win the title with that? But it was Sir Alex. He did it. He always did it. And then it went to Moyes. And then it went Ooh, to, that was to Van one. Hall. It went that to... one wasn't bad, honestly. Yeah, Van Hall yeah. was... Ooh, like, he got youthful exactly. players. Martial, Rashford, they owe that to Van Hall. Van Hall. And then Mourinho. Mourinho, you knew. Why are yeah. you signing this yeah. guy? You know what he's going to bring. Exactly. It's yeah. two, or th- two years of success, and then the third, he's gone. Exactly. Every time. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and then now Solskjaer <sighs> That's probably was the, great. Might, might be the worst yeah, one. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Solskjaer was great between December and like March-ish. The and then they hired him permanently. Uh, and then and he, five everything losses in wins. seven games. Yeah. Five losses in seven games since yeah. he got hired. I don't... And now they might be thinking, oh my god. They see Pochettino in the Champions League semifinal. They're thinking, oh my god, what yeah. have we done? What have we done? I don't know what they were thinking <laughs> with uh, extending Solskjaer wait so early. Till the so summer. early. Yeah, yeah wait you know, till the summer. If he proved himself from now... Mm-hmm. Until May, it's yeah. a different story. Exactly. But you don't give him incentive to tr- maybe try mm-hmm. as hard. Not that he's not trying hard, but yeah. haven't there been rumors that Pogba doesn't like Scholzer? <laughs> so how is this even working? Yeah. How is this going to work? That doesn't make any sense. He's yeah. been there for two or three months. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. <laughs> what a terrible 
terrible yeah. situation this, this club team, has put themselves yeah, into. No, yeah, they are run so awfully. I remember, oh, I was on Twitter the other day, and uh, Liam Canning is one of those like famous Manchester United fans that you know just like tweets and he's like, well, he's got a lot of followers, and he's like, okay, this team needs to buy two center backs, <laughs> a right back, a center mid, a right wing, and a striker. I was like, is that oh half my the team? God, that is seven. <laughs> you have spent four hundred million in the last four years. How do you need upgrading in seven positions? I was like, how? It's how every year. Po- it's every year. Every year they're linked <laughs> with Hummels, Bale, this, that, <laughs> and your name to, to to do them to bring them back to the promise. Land. Yeah. I mean, uh, how, why yeah, I Manchester United yeah. is happy that they get a one nil defeat yeah. to Barcelona in Old Trafford? Yeah. That's what they're at right yeah, now. I know they're basically Arsenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're basi- no, literally, they yeah. are basically Arsenal. They're fighting yeah. for top four. Yeah, they're fighting for an FA Cup. Yeah, and they're, they're getting League. out of the Champions League quarterfinals <laughs> yeah. round of sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I. I don't know what's gonna happen with them because I like I, the thing is they've done this for so long that even though you know they can't really attract the super superstars anymore. Not anymore. You know, they've no. got to go for like the younger ones that yeah. can maybe turn into superstars. But you know they completely shot themselves in the foot over and over every single summer just signing bums for like thirty five, forty million. Why are you summer. buying Fred? Exactly. Like, who is Fred? <laughs> like, I only know him because I used to watch Ukraine, and even then he didn't impress me. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't understand some of these. Million. And they have such a random squad. I know. Yeah. It seems like these guys are just yeah. signed two years, and they're yeah. forgotten about. Where's Valencia? Isn't he yeah. your captain? <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. Ashley Young's your captain now, and everybody <laughs> hates him on that. Every fan hates him. Mateus yeah. is blowing up her phone saying, this dude sucks. Get him out of my club. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. And they yeah. still have Jones and Swan at center back. <laughs> don't you want to upgrade? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like four hundred million spent, and those guys have, have been there for like eight Ten years. years. <laughs> <laughs> My God, they should have kept Johnny Evans. Yeah, yeah no, he's better than them. <laughs> so, Johnny Evans is a good player. So, uh, yeah, uh, I have no clue what they're gonna do, but you know, they've got to find something. I mean. Um, I've just seen tweets recently. I think Mateus sent it to us that you know they're they're moving away from signing the superstars, which they probably can't even do anymore, yeah. and they're going for the young English talent, which I think could work. I mean, if they can sign Jaden Sancho, who kind of is a superstar now, anyways, he basically is. The gonna, price tag it's is going to be, be the same price tag. Yeah, exactly. Where is this class of '92 youth system that United exactly, has? Yeah. I mean, Rashford is like is the only one exactly. in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rooney was never from them. He was exactly, from Everton, yeah. and. I, I mean, yeah. just where are they? Yeah. You know, a club of that stature with that, mm-hmm. they they built their success off of youth. Yeah. they Just like Barcelona did, just like mm-hmm. Ajax did. Mm-hmm. And they've gone to the Real Madrid system. Exactly. Which, it's not working for them. It's either. not working for them, clearly. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know why they don't invest either more into it or get better scouts. Don't they have exactly. the most scouts in the yeah, world? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so they're just... They're, <laughs> Either they're trying too hard, yeah. or they're they have incompetence mm-hmm. directing them, and I think it's a little bit of both. I think yeah. they are trying a bit too hard to get back to the promised land. Yeah. It takes time, but a rebuild every year yeah, where they have yeah. to recycle players every exactly, year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rojo is still there; <laughs> he hasn't really been yeah. that good for them ever. Mm-hmm. Pogba is still finally waiting to get yeah. unleashed yeah. by some signing that they yeah. make. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they're in a world of trouble, and five years down the road, dare I say they become the next AC Milan? I think it's definitely possible. 
Like, I mean... The way they're going is definitely, definitely... I, they have the most money. They are, they're a huge club, but yeah. AC Milan was that same thing. Exactly. And they collapsed quicker, yeah. maybe because they're in Italy and their economy's not as good, but they mm-hmm. won a league, like, mm-hmm. a year or two before they just started to go down. Yeah. And at one point, when Milan was at their lowest, they were bad, bad. Yeah, like, yeah. they like were... Ninth, the, tenth. Like, not even qualifying for Europa League. I mean, they were... They and their team was so bad. And, yeah. you know, Manchester United probably aren't going to qualify for the Champions League for next year. I mean, that top four race is really tight, and, you know, they've got some tough games coming up, and I think they're sitting in sixth right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for them. They've got to win basically every game because Spurs and Arsenal have the same amount of games left, but I think it's a bit easier fixtures. Mm. Plus, they have more points right now. I think United has to play City, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we can quit, you know, Bullying Man U and, and talk about Liverpool. They're all going to unfollow you. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Now we'll talk about their arch rivals who mm. are somehow doing way better than them, Surprise. despite a few years ago being considerably worse than them. Yeah. And that's Liverpool. Who did they used to have as a striker that was laughable from Southampton? Oh, Liverpool? Yeah, he's a target man. Oh, uh, Ricky Lambert. Yes, yeah, there we go. They went from Ricky yeah, Lambert yeah. to Sadio Mane. It was Lambert, Andy Carroll, and Christian Benteke. Ooh, to, the big men. To Firmino, Mane, Salah. Like, yeah. oh my god. That they had Suarez in between, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. But, but and Sturridge was great for them as well yeah. back then. But I mean, uh, Jurgen Klopp has done a good job with this team, and now they are European and league contenders. Yep. But you know they they eased by Porto. You know there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah. It, it was expected that they were going to ease by them, and they did that. Four one in the second leg, two nil in the first leg, six one aggregate win. Pretty simple, pretty expected. But now they're going to have to play Barcelona. Mm. And, you know, last season, they, they had a great Champions League run. They beat Man City in the quarterfinal, got past Roma a bit iffily, and yeah. then they lost to Real Madrid in the final. Um, if Karius didn't make those mistakes, I think they could have gotten more out of that final, potentially even won Certainly. It. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, now they are one of the favorites. They've right improved. behind Barcelona. They've improved they since yeah, last year, exactly, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, last year they finished fourth in the Premier League, and now they are looking 50-50 to win yeah, it or yeah. to finish second. But... Against Barcelona, it's going to be tough, but if they can get out of it, they're going to be the favorites in the final. Right now, with the four left, they're the second favorites, definitely, I think. Um, but, you know, coming up against Barcelona, that is going to be a great fixture. I yeah, I think it'll be a fun, fun, fun mm-hmm. fixture. <laughs> and it usually seems like the best games are when the favorite is behind and they chase the game, yeah. like City versus yeah. Spurs. Yeah. It was just like Barcelona versus Levante last year, 5-4, mm-hmm. and Levante won. It was that, a yeah. great game. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite game of the year. And I think this that could be uh, the exact same thing. Either Messi steals it at the end or yeah. Liverpool holds on to their lead, and I, I'm excited for that. And I think uh, certainly Liverpool are the second favorites to mm-hmm. win the Champions League. Whoever wins this tie, the, the yeah. odds makers yeah. are going to make them the favorite. Exactly. For yeah. sure. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think Liverpool can do it. They got pace, they got speed, they got mm-hmm. uh, great forwards. Mm-hmm. Their midfield is going to probably be exposed, which yeah. is the big thing that mm-hmm. they have to contain for yeah. sure. And their back line is uh, very good, and their goalie is very yeah. good. So I think that midfield, as long as they can try and... I mean, yeah. obviously you can't really try to get, yeah. get away from midfield play, <laughs> yeah. but they're going to have to make the most minimal mistakes against Barcelona yeah. and capitalize on every Barcelona mistake. Yeah. I'm excited to see how uh, Virgil van Dijk does against Lionel Messi because he kept Ronaldo pretty quiet in that final last year. I think that did come down more to Lovren and Trent Alexander-Arnold, but you know van Dijk is somebody who people are saying maybe the best center back in the world, right. probably top five. Yep. You know, but is he the best? 
and I think we will learn in this tie whether he is or not. He'll Wait, whether he's Minnesota. that much of a difference exactly, maker. Because yeah. it, it takes a special kind of center back to mm-hmm. do that. The Ramos, the PK, the Godin, mm-hmm. the Chiellinis, the Hummels, like exactly. those kind of yeah. superstar talents mm-hmm. are are hard to come by. Yeah. And he he's right there right now. Yeah. Will he cement it? Exactly. Because it's there for the taking. Yeah, and PK's on the other end, and you know we get to compare them like you know mm-hmm. right by each other. With they have Messi. a similar body type. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, Van Dyke's a bit more athletic and yeah. and less technically gifted. Yeah, but you know it's gonna be a fun matchup. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we can you know talk about the Europa League, which which uh, wrapped up you know or today? The, the quarterfinals wrapped up today. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Valencia, and Frankfurt moving on. It'll be Arsenal versus Valencia, Frankfurt versus Chelsea. Mouthwatering games, yeah, honestly. There and, are gonna be mm-hmm. fun games mm-hmm. as usual in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But I mean, you know, Frankfurt uh, had a great comeback. I believe they were they, they were down four yeah. two, and and they came and scored two goals yeah. in second. Germany to yeah. win the second leg. Yeah, but they were down a man for most of the first leg as right. well. Right, and, and they scored two. Yeah, goals. they scored two goals yeah. somehow. That front so three of their their Slavic mm-hmm. yeah. um, players are just is just really playing well. Mm-hmm. Rebic, Jokic, yeah. and yeah. Uh, is Sebastian it Haller? Is it? And then the French guy, and then Kostic is also another right. player. Yeah, that they he's have. been good. Yeah. He's been playing very, very well. He had a great game today, actually. Philip Kostic. Yeah, he, he had like an assist and. And Frankfurt good. has some decent players like Kevin uh, Trapp, right? Mm-hmm. The P- the former PSG goalie. Yeah, he yeah. plays for them right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're they're a fun team to to mm-hmm. look at, and Chelsea gave up three goals against uh, Slava today. Yeah, and that's a a little bit of a worrying sign for them, yeah. and they probably. Would you think that with Arsenal and with Chelsea, and I guess you could even say Valencia and Frankfurt, to get mm. into the Champions League, is it easier to go through their leagues, respective leagues, yeah. or is it better to try and go for the Europa League all out? You know, right now, Arsenal and Chelsea are in such a close race, and it doesn't look... I mean, right now, in the Premier League, Arsenal and Tottenham easily the favorites right now to mm. get top four. Mm-hmm. So for Arsenal, it's a bit 50-50, you know, Europa League and... And they gotta have balance it because they don't not hundred percent sure which yeah. one they're gonna get right. Yeah. So they gotta find a way to balance it in this final month. For Chelsea, I think Europa League is gonna be the best chance because I think they can beat Frankfurt. It might be difficult. Yeah. But they're like they can do it easily. They've got the better team certainly. And in the final, in a one-off against Arsenal or Valencia, I think they'd be favorites by a slight margin against Arsenal. So I think for Chelsea, Europa League is the best chance because they do have um, <coughs> they played an extra game in the Premier League, so they're a bit behind there, but. I mean, for I'm not sure where Frankfurt are in the table. So yeah, they, it looks like they, they are fourth. one point up on Muntengladbach in fourth. Yeah, uh, at 52 points, Muntengladbach at 51, mm-hmm. and Leipzig's 58 points. So Frankfurt, while they're just on the edge of Champions League qualification, mm-hmm. one big uh, loss can detriment their season. Yeah. And with Valencia, they're actually in sixth right now. Okay. Getafe yeah. so gonna... and Sevilla are ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, three points separates Valencia from Sevilla. And also Valencia's got to worry about their Copa del Rey final that they def- definitely want mm-hmm. to win. Yeah. So that's so, going to be tough for them. I think Valencia is the one that has the most riding on that Europa League. Yeah. Uh, out of the... F- but yeah. they all do technically. I mean, they, that they is do. such a good way to, to to get into the to the Champions League. That you know they've all got to focus on it. And it's a trophy, exactly. And all these clubs, while Chelsea and Arsenal may think they're 
Mm-hmm. Prestige wise, they're bigger. Yeah, you know, their fans. Yeah. They have more fans. They have this. They have that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Valencia is a very, very big side in Spain, yeah. and they're always the fourth that I think of yeah. as the best teams historically in exactly, Spain. Yeah. Uh, Frankfurt would be a huge thing mm. for them if they won the Europa League. Yeah. Um, but I think all these clubs would want a Europa League. Yeah, who doesn't I, want a European trophy? Exactly, who doesn't want trophies? Yeah. And the thing is, all of them can win it. There's no team. There's no team that you know. There's no huge. You favorite. think are gonna get better, no, but definitely not. I mean, there's no there's no favorite, and there's no you know team that you think is yeah. not gonna. Even to the weakest so. side, which I think mm-hmm. is Frankfurt, due to the fact that their midfield is pretty unknown and this yeah. and that, their forwards can bail them out. Yeah, like exactly. Like most, um, it's like power mm-hmm. having power <laughs> in in boxing. If you yeah. have that power, you can always win something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valencia is a great is a good good team. Mm-hmm. Had some struggles early this year have some good forwards when they're on their game they can play their back line is fairly decent mm-hmm. their midfield is okay and their wingers yeah. are good arsenal and chelsea they have a, a long grind because england seems to really not like these european yeah, guys they just like to play 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 the, prim- yeah. the premier league so <laughs> i think i think out of the four teams to possibly win it it's a hard one and i honestly I'm thinking Arsenal. I don't know why. Me too. But I'm I... thinking Arsenal due to the fact that I think Lacazette is the most clutch player. Yeah. Um, and I think they're if Koscielny is playing well, if Socrates yeah. can play well. Um, Arsenal have conceded one goal in the last seven games, which is yeah. very like, if you know, they can keep the away game. Yeah. At Valencia, at the Mestalla, mm-hmm. then I think they're the favorites in the final. Yeah, I mean, we played Chelsea in January, played them off the park. So I think yeah. we're a bit, Arsenal's a better team than Chelsea is. And I think Chelsea's kind of, they haven't yeah. really improved mm-hmm. since signing Higuain. Yeah. I mean. Plus, Unai Emery has won their Europe like three times. Yeah. So I think that, you know, is going to play a slight factor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, you know, I, I would think from here on out, it'll be close between Arsenal and Chelsea. I think both of them will get through their ties, and that final's going to be so good. Yeah. If they play each other in that final. And even, you know, in the Champions League, the final's going to be good as well. Mm-hmm. But what do you think it'll be? Uh, for the Europa League final, for for both finals, for I guess. both finals, yeah. I think um, I think Barcelona marginally beat Liverpool in a game of the year candidate, mm-hmm. and then I think I'm gonna pick Ajax. Okay, I don't know why, but I think I yeah. think uh, Ajax can pull it off again. They slain two dragons, and now they're going up against a goblin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to speak. Um, I think they have the confidence. I think that that country, that whole country, is going to be behind yeah, them. Yeah. I know that they're in a title race right now, but I think there, there's no real difference compared to them and Spurs. Yeah, Spurs yeah. have to try and get qualification mm. with the Champions League regardless. They can't bank on winning the Champions yeah. League. Um, I think uh, it, it will be Barcelona, Ajax, Barcelona yeah. win. That's fair. And then for Europa, while I do think Arsenal are the favorites, I really think that Valencia are going to push them. Mm-hmm. And I think if Valencia wins that away leg, yeah. or sorry, if they um, if they beat the brains out of Arsenal yeah. at home, yeah. they're through, in my opinion. But I think Arsenal is gonna mm-hmm. gonna play real conservative away from home, and they're gonna try and at get the Emirates. Some, it's very difficult. Yeah, then. very They've difficult. They've lost once this year at the yeah. Emirates, so it's and then for Chelsea Frankfurt, it's interesting to think about that because I don't really rate the back line of Chelsea a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think that they're they're that good but they have hazard yeah and that's really all i have yeah. to say <laughs> um yeah. so i think chelsea narrowly beats frankfurt yeah and i think arsenal narrowly beats valencia yeah i'd say that's fair and the final 
final for the Europa. victory of yeah. Europa. Yeah. Tough one, 50-50. I think if Hazard plays out of his brains and shows yeah. shows <laughs> him shows the t- the world who he is, mm-hmm. he wins. Now that's a double-edged sword for Chelsea because mm-hmm. he he wins that tie for them. He wins that final for them. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's calling for Madrid, exactly, baby? Yeah. It's Perez and the boys. Yeah. So he's going to be gone if that happens. But mm-hmm. um, I actually think that Arsenal will win it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they were the favorites. So if they're yeah. the favorites in my head, that means that they're the favorites to win it. And I think they're yeah. going to win it. I mean... By slim margin. Yeah. This is oh, a lot sure, yeah. closer than a Champions League, which is refreshing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if, if they can convincingly beat Valencia too, yeah. then that's a big step. I, yeah, I think the final will be Arsenal-Chelsea as well. I also think Arsenal will win um, simply because they can get goals out of literally nothing. Yeah, With the two strikers, they, I mean, yeah. I mean, Aubameyang is like 25 goals this year. Lacazette has like 18. So it's like, obviously, they're like, you know, combined, they score 45 goals. So, I mean, goals out of nothing, Chelsea doesn't have that. Yeah. That is the one thing. Chelsea work hard for their goals, which is a big difference. Um, midfield is probably very even. I mean, you know, as big names as as Jorginho Kovacic are, they've been pretty bad this year. Mm-hmm. Whereas Arsenal have lesser known names, you know, Xhaka, Torreira, who have been good this year. So I'd say that's even. I mean, when they played in January, Arsenal won every single battle around the pitch. So I, I would say Arsenal are the favorites. Um, as for the Champions League, I think I think Spurs will be Ajax. Ooh, that Liverpool Barca one's tight. Oh, that'd be so weird if both finals were two English teams. Okay, I'll pick Liverpool then. Ooh. Screw it. <laughs> Screw Ooh. it. Liverpool wow. Spurs. And I think Chelsea. that's the first time you've picked against a favorite. Yeah, but, you know. Wow. I mean, the thing is, like, it's possible. It is possible. It is very no, possible. It is that, possible. That both right. finals will be right. English right. teams. And then, yeah, I, I, I think Liverpool will take care of Spurs. Do you think that. Uh, BBC and like BT would just go yeah. bananas. Yeah. Sky Sports, oh they would just be like, God. "The Premier League <laughs> is back." Yeah, that that kind of exactly. thinking that was there in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah it just be those were the glory days of English football. I yeah, mean, I think the two thousand eight Champions League final was Chelsea. Chelsea, Arsenal, United, and Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. And, but Barcelona would did, did win, but still to get that many teams at that stage is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And two thousand nine yeah, was, I think it was, it was Moscow when. Uh, John Terry missed the penalty mm-hmm. against United. That was the final, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean... But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. Not Like, all all the ties are very difficult to predict uh, mm-hmm. in, in both leagues. Yeah. So, yeah, in both leagues. it should be fun. And, um, yeah, well, I guess that wraps it up. Thanks for joining me, Nick. Yeah, thank you for having me, Mahith. Hopefully we of can course. do it again soon. All right, guys. Well, that was a Free Flow Football podcast. First episode in, oh, I don't even remember how long. I think it's been about a month yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get while. roasted for Atletico choking. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, guys, hopefully, since I am done exams, I will be back often, hopefully, to talk about all the coming games in, across all the leagues. And, yeah, and we got Canadian Premier League coming up as well that we will be covering. Um, but, yeah, should be fun. Next couple months will be great for soccer all around the world. But thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, check out the podcast, the other episodes coming up, along with the website and the Twitter and everything else. It's at FreeFlowBlog Free on Twitter and then FreeFlowFootball.com. Uh, just punch that into your URL code. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening.